0: Welcome back to the etc. It's been a while. As always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez, and I'm joined by, you have, I think, the most impressive resume of everybody I've had on this show with us, including wait a, Kevin.
1: Wait a minute. Yo,
0: you're all-star game MVP, reigning. We'll talk about that. <laughs> champion. Leading scorer in NCAA history, which is was absurd. Like, that's probably not going to be broke. Maybe, maybe one of the COVID people. We'll
1: yeah, break it. I think Kobe might get me.
0: It'll give you a chance. Like that's crazy impressive. <laughs> Sixth player of the year. You have all this great stuff. So we're obviously joined by Kessler Plum. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Um, grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Kobe people. I hope someone breaks it because I'm sick of that record. <laughs> Why? That sounds amazing. Well, when you think about it, it's like you don't mean to, but you're an automatic ball hog. Yeah. For you, if you scored that many points, you're a ball hog. You know how hard that is to like, like rebrand yourself as not a ball hog. If you've ever tried to do that, let me let me tell you, I'm almost there. Maybe need a, another season and a half, and I'll be all right. But
0: still, that's not the most fun way to play basketball,
1: bro. It's terrible. <laughs> and it was never it was never the goal. That it was the just it, the way that our team was constructed. They had me. They it was high volume. Like we need you to score. We need you to shoot. Like you, it's one of those things where it's like, you, like, taking an okay shot might still be the best shot we're going to get, you know? And it's a tough spot to be in because that's not good basketball. um, And it's just not, it's not fun. And you can't win consistently like that.
0: So when you chose to go there, that wasn't why you're like, I'm gonna shoot every time I want and, and get all the shots I want?
1: No, I mean, when I chose to go there, I felt like, I want to do something different. Like I want to try to bring a program from—I mean, I don't think they had been to the tournament in like over ten years mm-hmm. to like back to the tournament and like ranked and, yeah. uh, you know, we ended up going to the final four. Um, I think we beat more ranked teams than anyone in program history. Like we did a lot of really good things, um, but it was a—it uh, was never something I set out like. Oh, I'm, I'm coming here to just jack, you know.
0: <laughs> and then you and Markel go number one. Together, I think this is the first time ever uh-huh. that that's happened. What was that like? It must've been a crazy time on campus. Were you guys familiar with each other? You guys know each other cross paths? Yeah,
1: it was a crazy time. I remember when I first met him, uh, we were in summer school and I remember meeting him thinking like, I don't know about this guy, <laughs> uh, but but he he grew on me. Yeah. And if you know Markel, you know, he's like one of the most like down to earth, uh, just like genuine human beings. And uh, uh, we became really close, and it was really cool to see him have the success that he did, get drafted, Um, and to do it with someone. You can, like, share a lot of things that you might not be able to share with because no one really understands what you're going through. Um, And so, man, he he was a rock for me.
0: Yeah, Markel's NBA journey has been fascinating. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he had stuff with his shoulder and his shooting and and all of that, but he's rounding back into – very solid pro, and and that's the thing about NBA players and basketball players in general. Like, he's not old, you know? But we've decided in our minds, oh, guys hit 25 and they're done. This is the player they are, and it's not true at all. So excited to see what he's got next. But what's it like kind of this, being the epicenter of the WNBA? Your your home team, reigning champs, all of that stuff. Is, is there pressure on you? Like, you guys, Asia did a great job. Everybody's on the team, all that stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, to be honest, like, that's not the way my brain works. Uh, I I don't care. It's a very, like, free way to live in terms of uh, just very unattached.
0: One thing that a lot of people wonder about is Las Vegas as a sports city. We were talking off mic. You said it's a great sports city. Now I have two champions here. You guys are first. Golden Knights. A lot of concerns about Vegas from Mm -hmm. five, six, seven, eight years ago. And then... Obviously, you saw it with Darren as well, with his time here. What do you see as Vegas as a sports city? Because they seem to be overly supportive of their teams.
1: Oh, Vegas is popping. And it's it's so much more than the Strip. You know, I, when people visit, they visit the Strip. Uh, but Las Vegas, like if you're a local, you live here, you don't really go to the Strip. You know, there's a lot of other things around uh, that people are doing. The community um, loves their sports, loves winning. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, um, the way they show up and and show out for all their teams. So I feel like anyone that's coming here um, is going to be successful because of the community that's around, you know. And uh, um, it's really cool to see how it's grown and it continues to grow. You know, shout out to the Knights for bringing that home. Yeah. Like, you know, we want to create a winning culture here. And this is like – it's a privilege to play in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have the Knights. You have you guys. Obviously, have the Raiders. Across the street, you guys, uh, the A's are coming. A lot of rumors about that that globe right there out this window and maybe an NBA team playing in there. Like, you think the city's ready for all of that? Like, they've, like you said, they've been crazy supportive of everything that's going on. Like, I know I'm a Raider fan, so I know I watched a lot of road fans cheer on that the other day last year, Mm -hmm. but you you think it's sustainable, I guess, going forward?
1: I do. I do. I think that the numbers are there. I think that, um, like I said, like the locals uh, um, want basketball, want baseball. Um, so, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert, but I mean, the traffic might suck. So we <laughs> yeah. might be, it yeah. might be hard to do that. But other than that, I mean, I, I think it's really exciting and it does great for, um, you know, bringing in revenue into the city and, uh, you know, getting people you know, we, we want. Income, yep. you know what I'm saying? Jobs, people like we, we, uh, that, that does nothing but help us. Um, and so, um, as a tax paying local, I will tell you that um, I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your team, the Aces. You guys are obviously killing it. You're defending your championship. A lot of talk, a lot of murmurs about super teams, super team out in the East. Is what do you, first off, what do you think of that as a player playing on obviously a very talented team? What do you think of the idea of the super teams, the conversation I've had with Kevin many times?
1: Well, what does Kevin say? That was That's interesting. I want to hear that.
0: <sighs> I mean, he doesn't think they're super teams. Yeah. He thinks they're really good teams. Everybody's good. They're good at their roles. And I laugh at him like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're rooting for you. But wh- what do you think going through it as well?
1: So I have a lot of thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good. good, on <all> to hear
1: <laughs> So it's so funny because the start of last season, we were picked fifth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so take candace and ac off the roster we were picked fifth yeah that don't sound like a super team to me <laughs> you know and then we ended up winning yeah right and um you know we lost Dierica, but then we gained candace and alicia um and it's just so interesting to me because uh i look at some of the great teams in WNBA history like for me like watching Minnesota, right? They won four championships. Um, was that a super team? What about LA? Right. With Candace and Elena and NECA and Chelsea and Tolliver. Like was that a super team? You know, obviously you look back to Houston, right? When they won their championships, like were they were they a super team or they were just really good players that got better every year. Right. So like, you know, we talk about, for example, this year, right? And how, you know, we're um, doing well, winning games by whatever margin or this or that, and I'm like, man, I just I for me, I just appreciate my teammates went and worked in the offseason, got better. Yeah. yeah. Like, can that be the narrative? And I get it. We got it. We got in sports. There's got to be narratives. We got to talk this and that. But like, man, I mean, it, it's just so it's just so interesting um, to hear people try to sell a story. And I personally, until we win another championship. Yeah. And then go on that third season, there is no super – like, there's no – to me, there's no – like, what are we talking about? We won one championship. Like, let's – everyone, let's calm down. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot more has to happen before we start talking about some of the things that I think we're talking about prematurely.
0: I think that's a great point because in, in some ways you're a victim of your success and the hard work you've put in. You guys are a super team because of what you did. You know, you weren't a super team before you did it. And then it turns into what is a super team? Is it is, is it like if we're the Nuggets and we draft four of our top six guys, but we're great, are we a super team? Or is it because we got a free agent? Is it because we traded for Aaron Gordon or for the Warriors? You know, they drafted their, their three Hall of Famers now. Are they a super team, even though that's the, the route they went? Were they a super team when they won 73 games? And so I get how you sit in your chair and be frustrated by the idea and the narrative. Like you say – because it's like, yo, our bad that we're playing hard and we're talented and, <laughs> and, it, and it works, you know? Like, what do you want us to play worse? So it just, you know, I see it come up. And then the narrative before the start of the season, obviously, was with the Liberty you're doing and the team they put together. And then, right. then you guys play them and we saw how that went. And, you know, maybe you guys will meet up later, but we don't know. But
1: that's so interesting, too, because, like, I remember even playing New York, uh, I think it was last week, playing New York. And before the game, people were like, we had AP writer. Uh, Asked me, oh, Kelsey, is this like a popcorn game? Like, you get your popcorn out and you know, it's gonna be high flying, high scoring in the hundreds. I said, Doug, there's popcorn at every game. (laughs) What are we doing? You know, and I get it. I get it. We have to create these narratives for the fans and for the media, but at the same time, it's like, bro, this is one game, no one's winning the championship on this game, and like. We all know that teams that play right now in July are a lot different than when we play in September, October. And you gotta stay healthy. People gotta be playing good at the right times. Like there's a lot of things that have to happen um, before people like prematurely, like anybody went in a championship at All-Star break? Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I've seen that firsthand with Kevin the last few years, even when he got traded to Phoenix, it was like, people were handing him the Western Conference right. and he knows better than anybody. Like. It takes work. It takes all year. You have to put it all together. we got to be healthy. we got to have chemistry. We've to do all this stuff. And obviously, the next year, is that they have the, these injuries they have, and they have all these issues and trades and all this stuff. And so, yeah, you don't win titles in, in, in July. You know what I mean? Like you said, you win them in October. And and so it's the same thing. You don't give MVPs away right now. You get those at the end of the year for your entire season. So it's it's tough. You have to hear the noise. It's part of the gig. But... I get what you're saying. Like, let's let's see how it all plays out. You're on a bit of a hot streak right now yourself. It was a 40-point game the other night. It's like the highest shooting 40-point game ever. Something like that. Something crazy. Are you feeling like you're in a good rhythm right now? You know, hitting the break in a good stride? Like you said, you guys are obviously winning a lot of games. How are you feeling at this point of the year?
1: I feel good. Um, you know, for me, I feel like I got a lot to work on. And I feel like, uh, you know, it's like, chipping away it's like you feel like you're good at this area and then, and then this area is some that kind of falls to the wayside and then you come back and you're over here and you know i know that for where i want to go and where i want to be as an individual and a part of this team i have a lot of growth to do between now and the end of the season and uh i just feel like um you know those games again those games are cool but like to be honest they don't mean shit unless you win <laughs> and like um i think basketball culture for me I was on the other side. I scored all the points. I have those records. Yeah. And I look at it now and I'm like, dude, like, none of that matters. And I think that basketball right now, we weigh so much on statistics, but we don't weigh enough on efficiency. We don't weigh enough on impact, like impacting the game. There's guys that play that might not score a bucket, but they impact the game. Yeah. There's women that play that like, they impact the game. And I think that a lot of times right now, like, no fault of the media, but we just read the box score and we're like, oh, so-and-so played well. You could shoot it well and not play well. Yeah. Like, people don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, you could shoot it terrible and play great. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that I feel like, for me, like, yeah, 40, was cool. It was, it was cool and, like, it was an efficient night, but, like, it was really the way our team was playing that allowed me to play like yeah. that. You know? Because, like, you can't score 40 points shooting that type of percentage if you're not getting great looks but you're getting great looks because i'm not getting doubled because my teammates are legit and yeah. you got to guard all of them you know yeah that makes a difference
0: it's a conversation you know with kevin's obviously always raging against the machine and how basketball's covered and yeah. i think what you mentioned is a huge part of that like basketball is a team sport mm-hmm. you you could you're Nice as shit, but you could not beat one of these teams one on five. You might get a couple buckets. You're that nice, but you, one on five is it'll be a humbling experience. But we view it through that lens so much of just this was the this person scored the most points, they had the best game, and and you know it's something I try to tell my son. It's something I try to tell kids I coach stuff like that. It's like you can score two and have a great game. You know, what I mean? have a huge impact. You know, whether it's active defensively or you get a lot of rebounds. You might be real impactful, like the guy who's throwing the right swing passes. You know what I mean? You're not slowing up the, the offense. So I think it's a great point. And, and having won a championship like you have, you know, you know, there's still work to do. And I think it's great experience that you, you mentioned you had that scoring record. You did a lot of stuff in college. And it's like, this is almost, this is better basketball. Like, this yeah. is more fun basketball. And so I get it. One last on-the-court thing, and this also is born from a conversation I had recently with Kevin. I don't know why. We were in L.A., and we watched the FIBA three-on-three three championships that just happened in June. Uh-huh. The girls won. Uh, the men lost the gold medal game. You won this uh, in the Olympics. You won the gold medal. We sat there and wondered the same thing. Why aren't there more pros here? Why aren't there more big-time players playing this? I know... the. One of the obvious answers is to say, hey, they're going to be on the big team. They're going to go to the Olympics. But it's a crowded field. And What do you think about that in advancing – I don't even know that's a different sport, but that version of basketball going forward because we watched it. We were crazy entertained. It was like, yo, we should do this. And Kevin is Captain America, leading scorer. And I'm like, yo, you actually could push this along. Like, What do you think, bro? So w- w- what do you think about the advancement of three-on-three?
1: It's so interesting that you say that. So what people don't know is there's a lot of loopholes – to try to get into being able to qualify to play. Mm -hmm. So, for example, with the W, we had to leave our season halfway through um, in 2020 uh, to qualify to go play in the Olympics. Um, So, like, the reason – I'll speak on the women's side. The reason why you don't have a ton of W players playing is because basically you're not allowed to play – in the W and play in all your tournaments really? needed to qualify to go play in the Olympics. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, they, it's like a point system. Mm-hmm. So you have to have this number of points. The reason that they, FIBA does that is basically to make it harder for the United States. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. So they're basically actively making ways to even out the playing field without saying it out loud. Yeah. So there's no way that you're right. We have, remember, a couple years ago that the all-star team beat the team USA. Yeah, exactly. We have plenty of talent and yeah. you're right. We have so many women that could play 3X3 in the Olympics. But because of that, uh, the lack of time to qualify and go in those tournaments, we're gonna have to take either pros that play overseas mm-hmm. or college, college players. And that's why you see that. And that's why you see it on the men's side as well. Same thing with the point
0: system. It's a great experience for you. You were coming off of your Achilles, obviously something we also hold near and dear here on this show. Um, looked like it was a ton of fun. And It's a very competitive game. Like, I don't know how many people are watching this, but it's, like, super fast. It's crazy physical, and it was fun. We were watching it. Like, I'm telling Kevin, you should do that. Like, you got the other record. You should go do that. Maybe when you're older, maybe you can. I don't know if he'll ever do it. But I hope he goes back to the Olympics. I want him to push the record even further. But He should. I don't think anybody has four goals for basketball. So Women, this is they chance. do. Diane and Sue okay mm-hmm. so this is kevin's chance on the men's side mm-hmm. i'm nudging him hopefully he does it like i don't that's my pitch to him so that would be dope we'll see um let's go off the court because you're one of the more interesting players invisible players i believe in this league i know rich climbing he he definitely wanted to get you on this show requested you by name so I said, let's make it happen um how important do you think is that aspect of what you do because i feel like the w players are really great at marketing themselves on social media and beyond And they're getting more and more opportunities now as the league continues to grow. How important is that to what you do?
1: I mean, it's huge. I mean, first of all, like, I'm trying to get paid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's just be real. Uh, But I I, I think it's huge. I think that um, you can can impact and reach audiences that you might not be able to just by sport, Mm -hmm. but maybe in other fields, whether that's fashion or, um, I mean, even like, I'm sure hoopers watch this podcast so it's a little bit different yeah. but like you said social media um it, it's been really cool to um you know get the opportunities to kind of grow a a brand i hate using that word though because nowadays it's like oh my brand my brand yeah. and i'm like dude be good and they'll find you <laughs> right that's why i try to t- like right. just be good like be really good at what you do stay true to who you are they'll find you yeah um but, yeah, I mean, I, I feel super blessed. I feel super blessed to be able to um to do a lot of marketing stuff and to be able to, um you know, like have a thing with Google. Um, that's been really cool. Yeah. And Google's a great partner, the W, in terms of not only their visibility, but their investment in women and technology. So, uh, man, I, 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 I don't know what else to say, but I feel super
0: grateful. How are you able to kind of, maintain the barriers between as visible as you've become and obviously your private life your private life became a thing i believe that was a few months back and it was a whole thing and i don't think anybody wants that like i don't some people want their private life (laughs) but most people don't how are you able to maintain that privacy and has it gotten tougher as of late
1: yeah i mean getting married um and going public with that was uh i mean amazing but also you're it's 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 really nice to be able to move without people in your business. Um, and I challenge like people like privacy is just like, there's nothing better Yeah. to be able to just move how you move. Um, you know, for me, I try to um, be as genuine as I can, but also know that like there's, there's certain aspects of my life that are only for certain people. Mm-hmm. And that's how you keep it intimate. And that's how you keep it special. You know, like not everyone needs to know this yeah. and that's okay. And I know that in a world that we are in now where it's like, you know, we, we show everything and air everything out. And it's just like, you know, for me, like I'd rather err on the side of, uh, um, I keep basketball the main thing in terms of like public facing and, you know, we do marketing and stuff like that. But my relationship, you know, my marriage, my family, like I try to keep that locked down. Cause that to me is sacred.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what you mentioned is a great point, and it's something I've seen Kevin say to young players. I, I He said it publicly as well. Like, end of the day, you know, he's known as a basketball player, and everything stems from that. And if he handles that as best he can, you know, he'll have more opportunities to do stuff elsewhere. So that's great insight to have and knowledge to have as you are where you are right now. I do want to know a little bit more about you, though, not your private life, but, like, you know, what are you listening to these days? Like what's what's your playlist? How are you staying busy on the road? What are you watching? Like, how are you handling all that right now? What do you what are you listening to, first of all?
1: So normally I'm old school. So I like like Earth, Wind and Fire, Al Green, Teddy Pennygrass. Like I like Marvin Gaye. Like I like old school. But I say I like right now I'm probably listening to um I like more gospel. Yeah? Yeah. I I feel like um sometimes music can put you in like a certain frame of mind. Yeah. And I feel like spiritually like super uplifted when I'm listening to like Marvin Sapp or like, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm looking at his name right now. Oh, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been in that, that mode, um, in the mornings, on the way to games, man, I need all the strength I can get. So, uh, <laughs> for me, yeah, I would say, um, I'm kind of basic, y'all. Like when when I watched the last thing I watched was a uh, our our planet on Netflix. It's, I like that. Have you seen it?
0: I've seen some of it. The yes. new the new season. I have not seen the new season.
1: Brother, the <laughs> the camera work on these lions, yeah. and these like lynx and the polar bears, it's insane. <laughs> I'd be thinking, I'm like, somebody is behind the camera, yeah. and I get they're zoomed in and stuff, but someone is behind the camera filming this guy. Yeah. This is crazy. As he's hunting like an elk horn or something.
0: Yeah, those are some of my favorite Instagram followers, like a nature photographer. Oh my gosh. You know, he'll break down how he followed this polar bear for eight yeah. weeks and then finally got this one picture. And it's like, what? Like, they do this for a living? This is insane. I love a good nature show. I'm right there with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Our Planet on Netflix. All right, I'm going to try it. The last thing I want to ask you about is fashion. I think that's something that a lot of W players as well have got a lot of eyes for. Their flair for fashion. Um, where does that come from for you? Uh, how important is that to what you put out? And we all love a good tunnel walk. And and you know who's putting these together? Are you doing it yourself? You know some help? I like what you have on here. This is very <laughs> Vegas, very hot. Like it's it's 112 outside. Um, you know how, how much thought is going into this as you handle it throughout the season?
1: I have help. <laughs> I'm out here cheating. <laughs> I would have never put this together. <laughs> I'll just call it what it is. No, my girl, Sid, uh, she's the best. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, for me, I've I've kind of evolved and uh, I just allowed like a lot of freedom in my closet. And so trust me, she'll give me some fits and I'll look at it like, I don't know about that. <laughs> and it's funny. There's the other day I wore a fit and when I put it on, I said, Sydney, absolutely not. Absolutely not. She was like, trust me, trust me, trust me. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Sure enough, I people were like, oh, yo, boy. this is crazy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yo, I love this. And I'm like, really? And then it kind of grows on me. So I feel like I've learned to just, you know what? I surrender. Just give it to me and I'm going to wear it. <laughs> and it is what it is.
0: Oh, you surrender. That's hilarious. Surrender. I mean, yo, know, that's what, that's how the stylist gets paid, right? They know about stuff we would never hey. go comfortable with. They see in. it
1: before we see it and then when we finally see it they're like, Yeah, I told you so.
0: See, that's how it goes. That's their job. That's (laughs) what they're supposed to do. Well, this was fun. I appreciate you coming up. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Appreciate you, man. Et cetera.